In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Next, ladies and gentlemen, we have three fine young men from Seattle. Here they are. Nirvana! Stop yourself without any words. I got so high, I scratch it up bled. Songs 
Welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Wednesday? Is that correct? Are we on Wednesday? It's your Wednesday episode. That's right. Wednesday episode. How the heck is everybody doing out there? This is going to be a Real Housewives of Orange County recap. Last Wednesday's episode, which will, it's perfect to listen today. It'll lead you right in tonight's uh, new, brand new OC episode. Um, and listen, I want to talk about Roni so bad that will be on Thursday's podcast. So I can't wait to talk to you guys about the new Roni. But by the way, if you want to hear me talking a little bit about the Roni already, I'm on Kate Casey's podcast today where we do, I think it's like a 20 or 30, probably a 20 minute review of Roni. And I always love talking to Kate. So go on over there, listen to that, tell her you liked it, all of that jazz. How the heck are you guys doing today? That's that's the important question, because I got to tell you, I got to just be honest right up front. This episode of OC, lean in closer, okay? It sucked. Yeah, not good. Not good. The, the, the phrase dog days of summer come up when I watch. You know that thing when you're young and you think summer lasts forever? So much so that you kind of get bored halfway through summer. You're like, well, I've done everything I possibly could before my next, you know, grade of elementary school. That's what this episode felt like. It, just, it felt like a shitty bridge on the way to hopefully a better episode, which kind of disappointed me because up to this point, I've really enjoyed this season. I didn't have high hopes, so I've enjoyed this season, right? And then this was just kind of more of the same. Um, we'll we'll go, believe me, we're going to go through it. We're going to wear this puppy down. We're going to try to shine it like a 
to get it to like some kind of tiny diamond and find the little nuggets. I mean, there's some highlights of it. Of course, we find that Heather DeBro truly is potentially the third member of Cheech and Chong. This girl smokes weed every day. She loves her weed. Uh, listen, who I think we all know marijuana is a gateway drug. Like it's weed now, Heather, but where does it go from here? Where does it go from here? Um, listen, if you like this show, I always say this, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Do that for any podcast that you listen to. It really does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, tell your friends, subscribe, uh, interact, uh, hit the thumbs up button. I don't know, man. It's YouTube. I'm enjoying it, but do the YouTube things that you're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, I'm. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see that I have a blurry background because I'm at my parents' house in Gilbert, Arizona. I drove all day uh, because I was like, this morning I was in Los Angeles and I was like, hey, you know, it'd be cool today if I drove right into the sun. If I drove directly into the sun, that would make for a cool day. No, because it's like 116. I'm doing this at 11 o'clock at night. And let's, as a family, look at what the weather is like right now in Gilbert, Arizona. The, the weather right now is 99 degrees. 99 degrees at 11.13 at night. Is that even legal? That can't be legal. This is how people are general, genuinely living. My God. But it's a dry heat. I don't care. It's heat. Places just, ah, it's just like a big flipping sun. You just, ah, it's sun all the time. It's sun at night. It feels like 90, 90 that's not, that's, what? I, 99 degrees, 11 o'clock at night. Say that with me, 99 degrees. Listen, uh, we're going to do pretty much a straight recap here of OC, but I do got to, I want to talk to the parents out there real quick. And I was just talking about Heather DeBro, and I was joking about marijuana. Now, listen, we know the seriousness of marijuana and marijuana addiction. And we all woke up with the news today, Tuesday morning, that uh, Gigi Hadid from the Hadid's, Yolanda's daughter and Mohammed, she was arrested for marijuana possession in the Cayman Islands. And this makes me very sad. This is uh, obviously a very, very troubled girl. No, <laughs> it's so stupid. I'll talk about this more uh, on Thursday's episode. But listen, I mean, I know. I mean, listen, I'm sure people have problems with marijuana. I don't think Gigi is one of them. I think the problem legitimately is going to be her dealing with her mom because Yolanda, Yolanda is pinning the, the, the most intense letter like, oh, Gigi. How you have disappointed me. You have turned into Bella. I want you to take one of the almonds away that you consider your lunch. You need to punish yourself. This is not the girl. This is not, by the way, this is, this is my Yolanda. This is not the Gigi I raised. No, Gigi. I need you to be a bowl full of lemons. It is like our see-through refrigerator. I want to see your beauty within and out. And weed stomps out that beauty, Gigi. You are not trashy like Bella. Please, Gigi. My goodness, we blamed it all on Zane. But it turns out you, you are the, how the kids say, weed head? You are the weed head? Yeah, she got busted for, I guess, bringing legal weed onto it. Like, she bought it legally. And I guess, if anything, Gigi must just be, how do you say, what's the word, dumb? 
uh, is that you can't bring can't bring even if you buy it legally in the states, you can't bring it to I guess a, another place. And by the way, Cayman Islands. Remember, Cayman Islands most recently famous for being Army Hammer's hideout, uh, where he has stayed with his family over the years. So, listen, what's going on in these Caymans? It's just filled with. Um, you know, army hammers and weed and potheads. Uh, Heather DeBro's like, yeah, Gigi, give me some of that good stuff. But I felt really bad for Gigi because Yolanda is going to read her the right. Oh, Gigi. Oh, Gigi. This did not help my Lyme's disease, Gigi. Like this is got to be one of, cause you know, Yolanda's just shitting a solid brick. This, I mean, Yolanda, you just don't want to disappoint Yolanda. This is not how Yolanda raised. This was not how she. This is not how she raised her kids. I mean, first you had the Hadid, ba, uh, Hadid boy Anwar do a Lipa dumped him a couple of years ago. Now this happened to Gigi. It's not a good time for the Hadids. We'll report on this story more as more news uh, comes present. But just hold your loved ones close. Warn them about marijuana addiction, like Gigi Hadid has. <laughs> I mean, just tell your kids don't fly with weed. It's pretty basic. But anyways, Gigi, my heart goes out to you because I know what it's like to disappoint your parents. <laughs> By the way, really throw her for a loop now and say you're going to start a podcast. That is going to drive Yolanda Blake. Oh, I give up. I give up a podcast, Gigi. No, Gigi, no. My beautiful Gigi. I always thought Bella would do a podcast. But Gigi, no. You are the hope. You are the great golden hope, my Gigi. Anywho, that made me that made me giggle today. I was not expecting to wake up to that news. Um, let's see. I just want to get right into this OC recap and get through this because if I just well, let's just get through this together as a family. I don't have high hopes. Uh, even you can tell Peacock, which I was watching the never before scene, you know, what they, they add a couple of scenes to this, which is like when it's a shitty episode, you're like, no, don't add more. I don't need more when it's just an overall bad episode. Let's just focus on making the just make the episode good. And then we don't need the never before scene uh, at all. So this episode was called Big Trouble in Big Sky. Because they're in Montana. This is the third episode that they're in Montana. If they really wanted to make us pay, they would do a fourth episode in Montana. But they are actually back in OC land within this episode. So this is what uh, the description Peacock gives us. It says, the adventure continues in Montana when the ladies partake in fly fishing and water rafting. I mean, you can even tell the person who wrote that description is bored. Like... The ladies partake in fly fishing and whitewater rafting like cool. What I mean, what is this? The Adventure Channel? I don't give a rip if they're fly fishing and water rafting. My God. In fact, I always like when I see these when they're doing outdoorsy adventures and stuff. And I know it kind of looks good to the eye, but I just want them talking. I want them talking at the house. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not like, ooh, water rafting. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like, oh, the majestic, the majestic waves, like fly. Oh, look at the, this isn't a river runs through it. My God, I do not like, it's cute, but it's a joke that wears thin when it always makes me scared that they don't have enough to talk about. So they're doing more activities. I'm like, uh oh, are we about to start axe throwing? Are we going to, we're going to start axe throwing soon, aren't we? 
But uh, listen, let's go through this and see if there are moments that we can expand on that might lead us to a greater truth. We're only six episodes in. And, and like I always say with Housewives Seasons, you end up hitting that kind of episode or run of episodes to get to the good stuff. These are filler episodes. But I have to say, it is funny. So you have Heather DeBrow with the marijuana stuff. She brings up marijuana a couple of times in this episode. You have Gina. I think Gina has always been on another planet. But Gina is grasping at straws, and she's doing it with such a weird foundation. And I genuinely mean her makeup foundation. She is, I don't know if it's my parents' TV or just, I think it's just her foundation. It looks like shit brown. Like light shit brown on her makeup at the very last scene with Travis. Go and look at that. I don't know if my TV color was weird. It was like when I would watch Real Housewives of New Jersey this season and all of the men looked like tomatoes. And I was like, this does not look good. Like whatever, who at whatever tanning salon all the Jersey men are going to, it is not good. It is not. And it was like, I was legitimately checking the color balance on my TV. And I happened again in this last scene when I was looking at Gina's makeup and then half of Gina's talking heads in this one, she's dressed like a big orange. She's dressed in a big orange. She's dressed in an orange dress, orange makeup. I'm like, what is happening, Gina? Like, I, I'm glad you're getting your head in your game, but head in the game, but it's like, you're not Lady Gaga. Let's dial it back a second. I'm, I'm like getting whiplash trying to keep up with your fashion all of a sudden. You know what also I was thinking, you guys? Because I don't dislike Gina, but I think she's wildly miscast in this group. And I think we all might appreciate, or me particularly might appreciate Gina more, if we let her go on an ultimate girls trip. We need, I think, and by the way, maybe Emily as well. Put those two on an ultimate girls trip, and I think we would get a different appreciation. Like, I already have a pretty deep appreciation for Emily. <laughs> I don't know why I giggled like a weirdo. Um, but I think Gina... I would love to see her hang with a different group of ladies and see if that brings anything else out in her. I just feel it's very interesting. But also, these shows are like a game. I always talk about the game of the show now. It's kind of like Survivor. And Tamara, within six episodes is already winning, even though I think she, you know, when you watch it, it's so damn obvious what she's doing, but all of these ladies buy it hook, line and sinker. Now I've never been a huge Heather DeBro fan at all, but Heather DeBro should not be having the issues she's having with these ladies. All of a sudden the fingers are starting to turn towards Heather. And I just find that weird. It's like, I don't necessarily see the linear thought process in who these ladies get mad at and who they don't. And I don't think like Tamara, you would think she was some like amazing defense lawyer in how she talks with these ladies and, and, and gets them back in her circle, but she's not that, it's not like she's like giving these amazing speeches. I think these just ladies must be just so damn gullible that they'll believe anything that Tamara says. It's wild. It, it truly, it really, it, it's, I think some people, like I always say, are just touched with a gift. Like God has given the gift of bullshit to Tamra and, and, and the other gift of just letting people buy whatever she says. And I'm sitting there every episode going, what you bought that? Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Like, uh, like really? Okay. Well, if that's the way you're going to believe, let's just go with that. So that is where we're at. Also, I just want I just remembered when I drove to Arizona today, I have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. We did a QA episode and I ended up doing a three hour and 10 minute Patreon 
um, from my iPhone and an AirPod. And I just, I answered everybody's questions and it's a lot of housewives stuff. We talked about Bethany and Jill Zarin on Bethany's podcast. We talked a lot of Vanderpump rules, but they asked, also asked me a lot of personal questions. So it, uh, I, I really enjoy uh, answering people's questions. So if that's something that you want to hear more of, go join the Patreon. It's a really great group of people. Hello, baddies. And uh, yeah, let's get into this. I'm going to fire up the old peacock. I've, I've got my, I've got, uh, I, by the way, I know I look probably a little like Gina right now because I don't have my professional ring light. So I have a lamp jammed up against my face, which might look like I am legitimately on the face of the sun. So if you are watching this YouTube, uh, that's what's going on. So where we left off last week in Montana was we had Tamara and the new character, Jen, they had them kind of making up because Tamara, remember, said that, her, you know, Jen's new boyfriend, Ryan, said, I want to fuck Tamara at Cut Fitness. And Tamara's kind of warning Jen, even though she wasn't warning Jen. She was talking shit about Jen behind behind Jen's back. So that conversation was happening. But then Gina got her panties in a bunch because Gina was like, oh, I can't believe we're talking about cheating at the end of the day. Jen cheating with the guy triggers me because of my ex Matt." <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gene, it's so ridiculous. Oh my god, I sound so bad. Um, but yeah, so cats out of the bag. Matt's cheated. We've known this for many, many years, and Gina is immediately triggered by the new girl, Jen, because even though Jen says she did not do anything sexually with this guy when she was married, there wasn't an emotional affair, and Gina that just ruins her. She's running off into the night. She's running off into the Montana night because they're all camping. And by the way, this isn't camping. Their, their tents were all sent, uh, sent like set up for them. They have chefs out there making bison and elk. And you're like, this is heaven. You're in God's country. You're in beautiful land in Montana. And they're still finding things to bitch about. But anyways, Gina, at the end of last week's episode, she was like, oh, I can't deal with it. And then just like walked off into the darkness. <laughs> And then Heather went and followed her. And then they wind up in some like cab of a truck. And Heather's like, listen, don't go and call Travis your boyfriend. Like maybe stop unloading these feelings about your ex and all of that stuff. It, it might, it might be a little weird uh, for him. And I thought I kind of understood what Heather was saying, even though it's not fun. Like, so I kind of thought it was a caring gesture. And like I said, not a huge fan of Heather's. But I thought it was a caring gesture. And then we find out that Gina in this episode is completely like, oh, I thought it was rude. I can't believe she did that. And I'm like, I can't believe you're offended by any of this, Gina. I, I'm truly shocked sometimes at Gina. But I guess, okay. So that all happened. And we, uh, sorry, I'm just trying I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to really think about not the, the validity because everybody's entitled to feel how they want to feel, but like, is Gina truly triggered by this or does Gina need a storyline? Because like I said last week, if Gina's triggered by cheating, Gina must not be able to watch any television show on the, on the planet. Like I said, Vanderpump Rules is out. Any, like most TV and movies have some form of cheating as a subplot on top of 
a lot of people out there have cheated. And and by the way, have we ever asked Gina if she cheated even like in high school or something? I just, I understand, like, I understand Gina will always have this kind of hole in her heart potentially because of her marriage not working, right? I get that. I was married. I get it. Totally valid. But this, like, this being upset at other people that you don't know that are new, and Jen has been really nice to Gina in particular, I... it only makes sense for me if Jen is the one that cheated with Gina's ex-husband. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at this completely wrong. So we start off the episode with more talks about Matt, about her ex-husband. And we even flash back to a reunion where Andy's like, your ex was arrested on the suspicion of domestic violence. And Gina's like, he was just a different person. And we have conversations with her and Emily about Matt. And I don't know, like, listen, Matt seems like a horrible person that made a horrible bunch of mistakes. But I wonder if Matt's like, really? I'm not, I'm still being talked about on the show. Like, you know, like I'm not, I don't like, 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 come on, Gina, really? You're still talking about me? Like, come on, man. Can you, can, could you please move on? Like you're talking about me at the top of the show again. And that's the one part where I'm like, come on, Travis, like, can we like ask her to marry you or something? Like, let's get Gina off of this because then we have to flash back to all of Gina's outfits and hairstyles. And that is upsetting sometimes on a whole different level. And I feel bad, you guys, because I don't dislike Gina, but I just don't clearly see the avenue that she's taking here. And it just makes me once again, think she is wildly miscast with this group, you know, is that these women are all on such a different level. And I don't mean personality. I don't mean like they're so much better than Gina as people. I just mean like the, the, uh, the financial aspect of it. Uh, it doesn't seem like Gina hangs out with any of these ladies besides Emily when the cameras are off. And it kind of seems like Gina is an easy punching bag. And then when Gina tries to bring up anything, I don't know, she seems just like more of a pawn. That's what I was saying. I would love to see her on an ultimate girls trip to see if she could bring anything, you know? So, she does say at the beginning, though, this is a true testament to Travis at the end of the day because he can tolerate all of the things. She's like, he can tolerate all of the things that go on between my ex and my kids, and that's why I love him so much. And Heather's like, you need to take a moment and realize that because this is so much for you. It means you really haven't dealt with it properly. And she's like, I understand that. I, I understand. I do. I acknowledge the fact that I'm still struggling with this. And we're back in the cab of this truck and they're both wearing these gaudy cowboy hats. It reminds me of like, like Brett Michaels and like rock of love. You know, I'm like, what, what are we like? By the way, that's who's like, Hey, hey ladies. My name's Brett Michaels. Are you here to love me? I'm Gina. I'd love to be with you, Brett. But Gina imitation is getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> Anyways, I'm staring at Gina right now. Her cowboy hat, you guys, has like a gold chain around it. Very cool. And she's wearing like an emerald choker necklace and she's dabbing her eyes out. She kind of looks here like a country Tammy Faye Baker, if that rings true to anybody else. Um, but she she's like crying and trying to explain 
to Heather that like, I feel safe with Travis. I do. And then in a talking head, she's like, looks like I said, she looks like a gigantic orange. I don't mean gigantic. I mean, she's very slim. I don't mean that, but just, she just looks like a big orange. It's like orange dress, orange, like the eyeshadow and the eye makeup. It's, it's one of those things where I would imagine she walks into a room with the makeup artist. She's like, I want to go a little different this season. I mean, really different. <laughs> but uh, she then relates the story that she said she recently attended a wedding in a church and she was like, and I got married in a church. So it was like things like that. It reminds you of that. So she's saying she got triggered at this wedding because it was at a church and she was married in the church. I mean, that's how deep this is getting. Like, she's like, oh, this guy on the ranch is wearing pants. My ex Matt wore pants. I'm being triggered. Oh, how would you wear? I can't look at you in the pants without reminding me of Matt. He wore pants. It's 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 so extreme because if we're using her logic, she legitimately could be triggered by anything. And I don't like guys, I, I, I am being a little facetious in that I get it. I get sadness. I get relationship sadness. I understand. But it's just I don't necessarily understand the outrage. I get that, you know, you're sad about things that were supposed to be. Anyways, um, she's like. You know, it was something that happened and hopefully it won't happen to everybody. And then Heather's like, you're allowed to have your feelings about it. And she's like, I know. I don't know why I just stuff them down. I just stuff them away. And Heather's like, stop stuffing. Stop stuffing those feelings. And then they hug in the, it's two cowboy hats coming together to hug. And she's like, and then Gina's like, oh, I love you. And Heather's like, of course you do. Of course you do. And it's like a sweet end to that scene, even though later we find out Gina's livid about this scene. And then we shoot to a big full moon and we see like a tree over the full moon. It's a really nice shot. And then the next scene, scene I shit you not, Shannon Bedore is turning into a full werewolf. Did you guys see this? It scared the bejesus out of me. It was very scary. Just watching her hands turn into those wolf paws. And she's like, oh, it's not my fucking plate. You know, from the quiet one. <laughs> Where's John Jansen? I'm Shannon Wolf Bedore. Oh, <laughs> I'm truly disturbed. Okay, so we we do see a shot of a full moon, but Shannon did not turn into a werewolf. And we go back to the campsite, this beautiful campsite. And uh, Shannon, uh, sorry, Tamara's like, okay, everybody go into your tents, put your pajamas on, and let's just uh, let's just get into the tents. Let's see what's going on. So you have Jen. You have Shannon, and then these poor cooks are, you know, still cooking the bison, the fish, and we see, uh, <laughs> this is so stupid. We have Shannon in one tent, and she's with, uh, she's like taking off, like taking off her shoes, trying to get her PJs on. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm sorry. I'm still picturing the the wolf out Shannon Bedore moment. We cut over to uh, Tamara's tent. Tamara's wearing this Gucci beanie, like this black Gucci beanie. And she has like these kind of lumberjack PJs on. And I just like, I don't know. What do you guys think with housewives when they're wearing like Gucci 
um, in like a forest setting. Is that, is that fun for everybody? Does everybody like that? I, I sometimes go like, okay, we can all afford Gucci. I get it. You're, you're doing good, Tamara. That podcast money is coming in. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes I find it just a little silly because I don't know if she truly, like, what is the, I mean, guys, I don't know this. I wear old Navy basically. So I know I'm probably in the wrong on this one as well, but when you wear those Gucci things and like anything with a name brand, whether it be Balenciaga, you know, is it, is it, is part of the whole deal, the pride, is it, is it the pride in, in it, in a sense? Like, is that, is that part of the the deal is that you are so proud that you're wearing this and you want, you want everybody to know that you are getting to wear this. Is that potentially part of, of the allure. And then for you guys, where does it cut off for you? Where is it like, okay, it's too much now. Now, cause when I see Tamara wearing the Gucci in the woods, I just, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, I, I don't know. So it just didn't, I'm just picking it. I'm just nitpicking right now. You guys also Taylor Armstrong is there as well. I forgot to mention her. I think she's been an interesting addition to the cast in that she could explode at any moment. We've already had a good IMD fight, IMDB fight between her and Heather DeBro. And then Tamara is in her tent and she's talking about the fight with Jen because she told Jen last episode that her boyfriend, Ryan said when he walked into cut fitness, he said, I want to fuck Tamara. And then Tamara is now in the tent with Shannon and Taylor and, and relaying this story. And then Tamara in a talking head is saying, listen, if I didn't care about Jen, I wouldn't say this, but no stand-up guy goes after married women. Tamara says no stand-up guy does this. And Tamara goes, Hey, listen, I might look like the bad guy in this situation, but in the end, she is the one that's going to suffer. And I just find this interesting and kind of funny and kind of sad for Jen because Jen probably is like, Tamara, we've been friends for a minute. If you genuinely were this worried about me, like you say you are in these talking heads, why didn't you tell me any of this before we started filming? Like that's the one kind of fault line in all of these arguments with Tamara is that Tamara, totally, that's amazing. Wouldn't it have been amazing if the minute you were worried about this before cameras rolled, you pulled her aside as a real friend? And that's why I don't feel like this is genuine at all. And that's kind of like the chink in the armor with Tamara is that I don't feel like, yeah, that's of course you're worried about your friend if she cheats, but the part of it of bringing it up on the show before you brought it up in real life is always the thing. And I think Tamara runs into this a lot that always gets her in trouble, you know, that by the way, and Tamara is like that. Even I, I, I know on her podcast is that if you tell Tamara information, that information is coming out. So as a fan, you kind of love Tamara in that, but you can't trust her. And that's why it cracks me up that nobody else can see that. It makes me so it just, it's so funny. Anyways, Gina's like, does everybody have their jammies on? And then uh, Heather Snoop Dogg DeBros like, does anybody want to smoke a joint? And she literally has a J, uh, like a joint that she lights by the campfire. And I will say, this is just very interesting in that we're freely showing weed smoking now on Bravo. And I feel like that is true growth. Like congratulations, Bravo. But I love that Heather's passing around a joint. I will say 
I don't think I would ever, ever feel comfortable smoking a joint with Shannon Bedore or with any of these ladies for that matter. And Heather DeBrow, it's like interesting because people with weed, like I'm not good with weed. Like I, I'm good if I'm alone and even that can be tenuous, but it, you know, it, I, I just like certain people are just gifted with a tolerance for weed. Like weed makes me wacky. It can make me fun wacky, but it also can make me super in my head. And of course, Heather's the kind of person that seems like she can blame. Like Heather might be a wake and baker. Like, isn't that crazy? She, you know, Heather is such a type A personality too. And it, weed doesn't seem to mellow her out. She seems fully in control. She's one of those weird weed people that seems like they're still fully in control. But I don't think, and Heather's like trying to get everybody to smoke weed, like Tamara, all of this stuff. And uh, Heather's like, I'm not a huge smoker, but I do every once in a while. And by that, I mean, 24 seven, yo, no, she didn't say that. She's like, but I do think it is fun to pull a joint out and just like puff, puff, pass. And then we flash back to a couple of weeks ago with Gina, Heather and Shannon in a weed store, which by the way, if it's this bad of a filler episode, I want the whole scene at the weed store, but Heather rolls, like all of a sudden we just see Heather at checkout with Shannon and Gina and the guy's like, your total is $465.92. How much fucking weed? Like, is Heather DeBro distributing? I mean, is like, do we need a SWAT operation? Is this what all that, like, $30,000 in sushi? Did it all come from weed money last season? Like, my God. No wonder you're buying that much food. You legitimately are hungry nonstop from this weed. But you see them at this store, four hundred. $165.92. And Heather gets out the, the cash and she goes, Oh, I should have brought more of a stack. And she means in hundreds. Like, so she has all hundreds. And this, I mean, that I guess is wealth. Like Terry, Terry DeBro's like, Honey, there's your weed hundreds over there. That's your weed money. Anyways, uh, we see Gina going into the tent to change. And uh, then the ladies are like, Okay, everybody, did you want to get some grub? And then these ladies, they get this beautiful bison. Like it's a bison is a beautiful lean meat. And these ladies are bitching and moaning of like, I guess I'll try. I guess I'll try the bison. I guess. And then everybody's like, do you have the peach cobbler? I'll have a little peach cobbler. I don't know. You guys, this is a dream vacation. And these ladies truly think they're in like, Oh, it's just, it's too much out here. These ladies are all in these lumberjack PJs. Shannon Adora has like a sheriff's badge on for some reason. And then we have this conversation around the fire where Gina's like, Shannon, I'm not mad at you about our conversation earlier. Cause she's talking from last episode where Shannon was saying she sees both sides of Gina and Jen, Jen's little argument about the cheating. But once again, I so don't care about this argument that I'm just like, cool. Glad you're not upset at Shannon. And I think Shannon's even like, cool. And Gina, Gina's like, it's really hard to get yourself to a place where you can truly 100% let it go, especially when that person is still a major part of your life, which is weird. Like we're still talking about Matt in Talking Hats. We've talked about Matt now more than we did earlier when she was actually with Matt. And now we go back to the campfire and Heather's like, who liked my joint, by the way? Did everybody like my joint? Huh? It, and Gina is like, it was good. It was good. And then Shannon is like stumbling around already. She's like, I'm stoned. Oh, but I'm fun stoned. Oh, do you have a brownie? Oh, and then these ladies are like, hey, 
um, are we good sleeping in these tents tonight? And all the ladies unanimously are like, no, no, we don't want to do it. And I'm like, oh, are you out of your mind? And then, you know, somebody's like, is there no, Heather's like, is there no, is there no Four Seasons Montana? I'm like, guys, this is the lap of luxury. If you watch this episode, these are nice campsites. This is not some like, like just fly by night tent that they throw up. It is so nice. And these ladies are all like, no, we can't sleep here. By the way, you can see the villa that they're staying at, like just a, like yards in the distance. It's right there. And anyways, they all decide not to do it. They all decide, they pack up, and they go back to the villa. And I just thought, lame, lame. If you're going to have a filler episode, I don't know. I just thought this was lame because I want to hear Shannon be scared of bears. I mean, I legitimately want to see a bear attack one of the tents. I mean, that I, I would love, which by the way, do you guys... This show was so, this episode for me just didn't hit. So I was thinking about my camping experiences. And I remember this one time I was a kid and the Blair Witch Project, like 25 years ago, oh my God, or however long that movie was, scared the living shit out of me as a kid. I remember, I was like, oh my God, it really scared, scared me. And then me and my friend Leo and my girlfriend at the time and his girlfriend, we went camping and I hadn't, um, I never, I done mushrooms once before and I did mushrooms. He gave me mushrooms and I tripped so hard. And like, I, I like, I was like just wandering in the woods by myself. And he was like, Oh boy, that's not good. And he made me like get sick. And then I tripped even harder. He's like, you, you know, anyways, that's not important. But the important part was I finally started feeling good. And then everybody was like, okay, well we're going to bed. And I remember being in that tent, everybody was asleep. I was like off of a mushroom trip and I'm in like a tent and I just started getting so scared. Nobody was away. And like, that was before cell phones, you guys, like back then you could just like get on your cell phone and play around. And like, you know, that's your way of like communicating with the earth. You know, that did not exist. And there was no lights in the tent, so I couldn't read. And I just sat there and listen. And, and I had just seen the Blair Witch Project, so I legitimately thought I was going to be, I was going to be taken over by a spirit. <laughs> I was like so scared. And I needed to pee all of a sudden. And I was so I was legitimately scared out of my mind just from like wrestling and stuff so then i was like i finally was like okay i gotta pee and if i die i die but i gotta pee i can't wet myself because i i've wet myself a lot and i was like you know you're a big boy now let's not do that and then i go out of the tent and all of a sudden it's fine like okay yeah it's just the woods everything's fine okay that's so silly and i was laughing at myself i get back in the tent immediately i get scared again i'm like <laughs> i'm like waking up my girlfriend i'm like i'm scared she's like shut up um, anyways, that's what I was thinking about when they were going back to their villa and then they go back and now we have this weed montage where it's kind of funny, but they use the blurring effect and you see the ladies like dancing around the kitchen. We all of a sudden see Tamara's ass in those emoji underwear that she never changes out of. And it's, I don't know, it's cute. It's fun. I wish I had heard the actual audio instead of them like, like I'm on marijuana. I do want one of these ladies, though, to get high and so high that they question their own existence. Like, you know, Taylor's like, do you even think I'm real? Have you ever thought of what powers the earth? What is cheese? Like, I want I want one of those people that are like questioning their own existence. Like, I'm so fucking fake. At the end of the day, I know I'm fake. Like that kind of, you know, you ever have that one friend that smoked too much marijuana and they've just they're like 
nothing's real. I want one of these ladies to be like that. And none of these ladies are. They just seem like to be dancing around. Heather's prancing around. I'm telling you, Heather is like a professional weed smoker because she seems totally fine. We see Tamara roll around in bed at the end of the night. All of a sudden, we're the next day. We're in beautiful Montana. We see all the sight lines, the cows, the plants. And uh, Tamara and Shannon are in bed together and Heather comes in and it's like, Hey, what's going on? And then Shannon immediately, like, she's like, and Heather's like, why are you here, Shannon? And she was like, there was an animal in my room last night. And I'm like, Oh my God, John Jansen came. But Shannon means there was an actual animal. She never really clarify. She was like at three in the morning, there was an animal in my room. There was an animal skittering around. So I came in here. I, I have only gotten two hours of sleep. Heather's one of those jerks. Like I said, totally stoned the night before. She is up and at him, man. She's like, ha ha, hee hee, let's dance around. It's it's completely bizarre. I really dislike people. Some people are, like I said, some people are just born with those genes. I'm not that person. Like It takes me a good nine hours to wake up every day. And then I've got like two good hours after that. So like legitimately, it like it, I get like six hours, five to six hours of sleep nine hours to wake up. And then I've got two solid hours of like feeling okay. And then the process starts all over again. So I think Heather's a little bummed that Shannon and Tamara are bunking, even though she's putting a, like all of a sudden we're starting to get that Heather is a little jealous of the reuniting friendship between Shannon and Tamara. And I kind of want to say to Heather is like, don't be bummed, dude. This is all a fake friendship. Tamara doesn't legitimately like Shannon. Tamara legitimately likes Shannon as long as it helps her on the show. It's gameplay, legitimately. So we go outside and Jen, the newbie, is FaceTiming her boyfriend, Ryan. And she's like, we got a big day today, Ryan. We're going to go whitewater rafting and some of their, the other ladies are going to go fly fishing. And these are just housewife activities that... It's fine. Did you guys do like, I mean, listen, I, I could be, I might be in the minority. I might be one of the only people that don't care to see any of this, but Jen starts telling Ryan that Tamara is just digging up bones and I am tired of it. Then we cut over to Gina. This was a never before seen scene. And you know why? Cause she's calling Travis. She's like, it's so beautiful. It's like a dreamland up here. Yeah. And then Travis is like, really? You haven't sent any pictures. And she's like, sorry, <laughs> I'm too busy talking about my ex. <laughs> no, she didn't see that. But she's like, we've been having a lot of fun with doing ranch things. And, uh, and then Travis is like, well, apparently ranchers didn't have time to send photos. And, uh, and then Gina's like, literally yesterday, Travis, I shoveled shit with Heather DeBro. And then Travis is like, was it cow shit or horse shit? And she's like, it's horse shit, Travis. That's a great question. And then there's also a lot of bullshit on this trip. <laughs> we cut back over to Jen and he's like, well, babe, was last night good? And she's like, babe, last night was a hard night. Honestly. Um, I feel like I'm sitting in this spot that feels super confusing with Tamara and Ryan's listening, but Ryan has like a backward baseball cap on. He's kind of like, you know, if like Fred Durst grew up, you know, and didn't have like the chin, like the chin pubes, he's kind of like, and he's kind of like, bro, he's like, yeah, like you can tell this guy, dude, I love my Red Bull Bacchus and I love fucking and I'm a Republican through and through. All right. OC forever, baby. So there, you know, she's like, there's so many things that are below the fucking belt with Tamara. Like I, I just, and she starts tearing up because she, it's, it's interesting first season housewives when they start realizing 
what housewives truly is and they're not emotionally prepared for it. So the kind of unraveling of what this show potentially could be and what it actually is. It's always interesting to see those first season newbies discover that because it's just a fall from grace in a way. And Ryan's like, I'm sorry, honey. I, that's It's super unfair. I'm truly sorry. I'm so confused by Tamara. And she's like, I am questioning everything about her right now. I feel like she's secretly trying to get these women to see a different side of my relationship. You know, Tamara doesn't even feel like my friend right now. And I'm like, bingo, Jen. That's what it is. Exactly. Period. That's what it is. And Ryan's like, anyways, go have a fun day today. You can tell he's that guy. It's like, well, we talked a couple minutes. Got to go back to pumping iron on my dick. <laughs> and like, she's like, Ryan, I just don't need shit like this. I'm holding off on having the conversation with Ryan about Tamara claiming that he wanted to, to sleep with her. She's saying this in a talking head. And this conversation is probably going to be better had when I'm in front of his face, she says. So anyways, she's like, honey, I'm going to let you go do your thing. And he's like, I love you, babe. And she's like, I love you, babe. So then we cut to commercial. We come back. Yeah, we've got a whole more, a lot of show to go. We see the horses. We see them going to like start to do their activities. They get in the horse to go travel to the whitewater rafting. You got Taylor, Tamara, and Jen in, uh, in one car. And then you have the rest of the ladies and the other. And Jen says, honestly, I feel hesitant about hanging out with Tamara today. I just, but I just do want to have fun. So maybe they can rally. Maybe they can all have fun together. I will say Montana is just majestic. Like it really is beautiful vistas everywhere that you look. Uh, these ladies get out to get into the whitewater rafts. We are introduced to Kevin, who is the raft guide. And later on, you will uh, discover that Ke Kevin has his balls hanging out during the raft and they make a big joke about that. Uh, anyways, Tamara makes a joke that this kid looks like he's 15 years old. And they're like, holy shit, Kevin, K-Dog, do you even know what you're doing? And he's like, let's get you guys fitted with some paddles. Okay, let's head on the river. He is a young kid, but he probably has more river rafting experience than any of these ladies for the rest of their lives. The other ladies now are meeting with Butch, a fly fishing guide. And you got Heather, you got Gina, and uh, you got Shannon Bedore. So he's going to teach them how to fish. Um, so this starts just, I, I don't want to, it's pretty to look at you guys. And I will say the funny aspect of this is that K dog, the, the river rafting guy, his balls start flying out and they have to um, kind of blur his nutsack. And so, as somebody that appreciates sophomoric humor, I'm always I'm always down for a good blurring of the ball sack. So I was like, well, this, you know, listen, Vanderpump Rules got an Emmy nomination. Maybe we can get one for this OC ball sack blurring out. It's amazing. And then, of course, with those goofy gals doing the fly fishing, Shannon Bedore can't keep her balance. She's fallen into the water. I will say Shannon Bedore is one of my favorite physical comedians. I mean, I haven't been this in love with a physical comedian since Lucille Ball. I, I mean, legitimately, she's just, she's like in the water and she can't balance. She has no core strength. And I admire that as somebody that has no core strength at all. But you would think for all the Eastern medicine she does, for everything, she has no, like she has, um, she has negative abs. Like you, there's just no core balance. She legitimately is putting her hands on Heather to like, like, just, and they're standing on rocks and she can't even balance herself. It truly is kind of incredible to watch, but she always 
I don't know. Shannon just makes me laugh. We cut back to the river rafting. K-Dog is showing his nuts everywhere. You know, it, ga- it gave me a chuckle. Sure. But that's it. Like, it, I'm like, okay, cool. Now we're back at the villa and we are preparing for the last night. All of these ladies are getting ready. Gina is making her hair look like Bride of Frankenstein. You have Tamara doing Shannon Bedore's hair. It's like old times. Heather Dubrow comes in and sees that Tamara is doing Shannon Bedore's uh, hat and hair, sorry. And, and I, you can just tell it's something that is starting to, to bother her. I'd have never before seen clip Shannon and Tamara. Um, Tamara's asking, did you like fly fishing? And Shannon's like, well, the fish aren't going to come up to my legs to bite. So I had to throw the rod. I could be wrong because I'm not a fisherwoman. Um, but I think we were just too loud for the fish because we didn't get any, like they knew we were there. And I'm like, Shannon, you bet your sweet bippy those fish knew you were there and they do not like Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm telling you that much. And then Tamara's like, well, you can add this to your IMDB. And then they laugh because IMDB is funny. Okay, now it gets night in Montana. We're coming to the dinner scene. Everybody's in their nice cowboy hats. And everybody's like, oh, this is beautiful. The table setting is beautiful. They're eating outside. Tablescape looks really nice. We see bottles of 1800 tequila, a lot of candles. Heather is laughing, which legitimately makes me think she is just stoned as shit. A nice watermelon salad is uh, served. Water is being poured from the pitchers. I don't know, you guys. This is where I started kind of like tapping out. Um, and I just kept looking at Heather wondering like how high is Heather in this scene? And so now they're doing like a high and low, like what's the high and what's the low of the trip. And Gina's like, that's what I do with Travis and the kids every night, the highs and lows. So now they're all going to go around and think about that. So Heather is first and she's like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know what will my high and low be for this. And Shannon's high and low. Shannon says, well, my ability to reconnect with Tamara, that is just a high for me. We had a really great talk and I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope. And so I think that's definitely the high of my trip, Shannon says. And then Gina's like in a talking head, she's like, I think Tamara and Shannon are like sisters. <laughs> and that's why I think that like they love hard and they fight violently. <laughs> so then Shannon was like, and the low would be that last night I heard, and she's tapping her fingernails next to my bed, an animal. And I went to sleep at sunup and everybody's laughing and they're like, was that a high or a low? Anyways, uh, Heather goes, well, you're going to think this is dumb, but my high was shoveling shit. And by the way, that is the sign of a true rich person when they're like, my high was legitimately shoveling shit. It's like, I am so rich that I would never have had the opportunity to shovel shit. And it is just so nice to do what common people do. And what I imagine common people do in this day and age is shovel shit. And me and Terry, my husband, Terry Dubrow from Botched, we have never shoveled shit. And it's just so nice to keep up with what the young kids are doing. So that was a high for me. So then we flash back to the shoveling chip. But she says shoveling chip with Gina. She's like, it's good to do stuff like that to remind you of how hard people work, that everyone works. And it takes all these different people doing all these different jobs to give us beautiful food and amazing lives. And that is no small feat. And that is why my back is so whacked out today. It's definitely because of that. And... 
Then Tamara, we cut to her talking to Ed. She's like, wait, Heather, what do you mean? That's how the other half lives. Is that what you're trying to say? Like, guys, like, do you have to hop on everything? I get what she's saying. Heather DeBro is always hoity-toity. But, like, Heather's also like, do you see this grain that we eat? It comes from the land. Tatanka, Tatanka. Like, she's, like, legitimately, she's like, the people, the elders provided us with the grain and this beautiful water to drink. But anyways, Tamara hops on that immediately and thinks, like, are you kidding me? How the other people live? Do you mean me and Eddie? She didn't say that, but, you know. And she goes, well, anyways, that's my high and ah, my low. Hmm. My low is that she starts tearing up because when you came into our friend group eight years ago, it was a time that you, and she's talking to Tamara, um, that we didn't see eye to eye. And we get flashbacks to 2014 when Tamara, well, sorry, when Tamara, yeah, when Tamara and Heather are fighting. And I forgot about this, where Heather's like, this statement doesn't ring true to me. because, And then Tamara's like, well, I assume my friends, well, your actions don't ring true to me. And we get a flash of Vicki Gunvalson. Anyways, she's like, well, you and Shannon are becoming really close. And you were really close back then. And I felt left out. And we flash back to Shannon Bedore and Tamara smacking each other on the ass from 2014. Anyway, she goes, and today... When I came in and you guys were both sleeping and I said, hey, and you didn't open up the door, it it made me sad. And Tamara's like, wait, what? Heather was not excluded, Tamara says. She had just been in bed with us prior. And Shannon's like, there, there was not a do not enter sign. Hey, now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week we are lucky enough to be sponsored again by our friends over at BetterHelp. Now, they want me to talk about a time when I have felt uncertain about where I was going in my life or what the right path was and how I got through it. Now, that's very easy. I'm just going to talk about the time I'm going through right now. You know, I'm dealing with a lot of things in my mind about my mom and I have been for a while. And as we get closer to whatever is about to happen, I know that I, I know enough that I don't know how I'm going to feel. And, uh, I, uh, it's a really scary time in my life right now. And it's not, it's, it's weird. You think about it all the time, but at the same time, uh, I try not to think about it all the time. If that makes sense. It's very, very odd. Um, well, sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Um, like I don't know what to do. I, I'm not going to know what to do. Uh, even though I've replayed all of these scenarios in my head, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel. Even my feelings right now, they're all over the place. Um, so whether you're dealing with decisions around career relationships or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Um, I mean, listen, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I actually am using BetterHelp. Uh, I got uh, uh, paired with one of their therapists uh, two and a half weeks ago. I thought this was something that, uh, I mean, a, a lot of my friends have reached out to say, not reached out specifically for this, but to say that this is something that I need to get in place now of somebody to talk to uh, just so I'm not playing catch up when when things in my life do happen. 
because also that it's important for me to move forward, to keep doing the show and to keep, you know, to try to be a functioning human being because I, I want, I want to be at the end of the day. And I know my mom's going to want me to be, and then I need to start taking care of things and taking care of myself and my own mental health. So I actually am using better help right now. Uh, and listen, it's early on. It does feel good to talk to somebody. I mean, there, there's, um, there's something so innately good about that. It's also so scary, right? It's so scary to even make that, uh, I mean, listen, I talk about this all the time and it was still scary for me to sign up once again and to try to go to the process of finding a therapist. But the cool thing about better help is that they take a lot of that off of you. They make it so easy. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. That's all it is. Just try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That was another thing I couldn't make excuses for. Well, I don't have time right now. I'm all over the map. I don't have time to go to one place. Well, you can just do it on your computer. Uh, just fill out a brief questionnaire. It's very brief to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Okay, hear that last part. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So let therapy be your map with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash so bad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash so bad. Give it a shot. I'm giving it a shot. We'll be therapy buddies. We can do this. Let's push forward. And now back for the remaining portion of our show. And Heather's like, I did knock, knock. Who's there? And they said, busy. And then Tamara goes, she asked us to borrow a flat iron and we gave it to her. And then Shannon's like, how much attention does Heather need? We cut back to, to Heather. Heather's talking head and she's like, no one wants to include me. And the girls are like, nobody said she wasn't allowed in. And then Tamara's like, I call bullshit on that. That's jealousy on her part. Now, of course, that Tamara line, these lines were all in talking heads. It would be great if all these lines were in front of each other. And... Tamara's like, well, can't we all be friends in the actual scene? And Heather's like, yes, I'm not saying that. I'm telling you as Heather, a person, I'm just telling you that was my low. That was my low. And Tamara's like, I was just curling my hair. And Heather's like, no, I know, I know. And, and then Shannon's like, yeah, yeah, Tamara curls my hair for me, which is weird. I'm like, okay, do you, have you never curled your hair in the last couple of years since you weren't friends with Tamara? Anyways, Heather's like, I'm just opening it up to you guys. And then Gina's like, you didn't get the invitation to the blow dry session and now you're upset. That's weird. She does that in a talking head. I'm like, Gina, is that weird? Maybe what's also weird is crying about a situation that doesn't involve you at all. That's weird. <laughs> Anyways, Heather now feels kind of idiotic, I think, for saying her high and low. This dinner is served. It's not bison, you guys. It's elk. And everybody treats this like it's like maggots or worms. And I just feel like, come on, this beautiful food. Heather, by the way, goes, I got to stand up for a second. And you can tell she's upset, but also her back's out of whack because she shoveled shit all yesterday. And then Tamara and Shannon are talking. They're like, well, I mean, I don't think that we've replaced Heather at all. I don't think. But you can tell Shannon is secretly thrilled that somebody thinks that like, she's like, wow, I've upset somebody. I'm usually... Wow, this is kind of amazing. Wow. And Tamara likes me. Everything's coming up Shannon. It's just interesting. And then Shannon's like, why doesn't she want something positive for me? And then Heather comes back and is like, wow, these string lights that they hung up, everything is just so fabulous. But you can tell Heather's back is really in pain. And anyway, Shannon's like, Heather, 
I just want to be honest. I'm sitting here about what you said the ultimate low of your trip was. And Heather's like, you're misunderstanding it. And, and then Tamara's like, it was the lowest point of your trip. There was no other low. And Heather's like, yeah, there was no other low except for what happened with me and Taylor about the IMDb thing. And Tamara's like, that was a bigger fight than this. Are you kidding me? That wasn't your low? And Heather's like, I don't know. I just don't want to go back there. I don't know. That's the first thing I thought of because it happened today. And Shannon's like, you know what? You don't want to go back to the true low. So you know what? Let's go and put a low on Shannon and Tamara, who after two and a half fucking years are finally getting along. This girl and I have been through a lot and I never thought I would ever be sitting across from her again. Shannon is crying. I am fucking pissed, Heather. This is what I'm saying. Like they're making a meal out of this tiny moment. Like Heather said the wrong thing and Shannon's like, it is time for me to stand up for my whole entire existence. And Tara just must like just be loving this because she's got Shannon immediately wrapped around her finger again. I just find it hysterical. And Heather's like, damn, dude. I legitimately said the wrong thing, but Shannon, like she's like taking a stand for women everywhere. She's like, I never thought I would be sitting across from this beautiful woman, Tamara ever again. And for you to say that's your low, why can't you let me have love in my life? She's going that hard on this. It's completely ridiculous. And it is funny because I like when Shannon gets activated. It's truly magical because I don't know. Shannon's, so Shannon, come back from commercial. She's like, just go and put Shannon and Tamara under the bus. Like, no, we are getting along. You know, I'm fucking pissed. I have been honest with you, Heather. And I told you that we went through our hard time. And I would cry for days about certain things that happened with Tamara. And something so positive is finally happening here. And Heather's like, I'm just, I told you how I felt. I'm sorry I shared it. I'm like, you know. And then talking head, she's like, the thing is, it wasn't just that one moment. It was kind of, I mean, the final straw. This is what I think I disliked about the episode is all of these people just making meals and mountains out of molehills. It's just, anyway, Heather's like, that was my final straw. And I thought it was ridiculous. It's just everybody's grasping at these little things. The only person I feel who's genuine in this scene is Shannon. And her anger is so overblown. It's ridiculous. Yes. But I truly feel she does feel that. Whereas I think Heather and Tamara are both playing kind of little little games that, you know, Tamara is obviously the winner of. So now we have a montage of all of the time Shannon and Tamara have hung out on this trip and Heather's has tried to, I don't know. I just find this whatever. Anyways, Heather keeps going in a talking head. Well, now they're friends again out of nowhere in this scene. She goes, all I said was you didn't do anything. Shannon, it was just a bad time for me and Tamara as friends in 2014, but I didn't think about the ramifications of what that would mean and 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 how you would feel about it. I, none of this is truly adding up for me. Anyways, everybody's like, okay, who's next? Who's next? And Taylor's like, my low was the confusion about IMDb. Um, I was excited for you to act with me and come to my house. And I just want to say, I'm sorry for that, Heather. And, uh, so who I am and then Heather likes who, who I am. I said, Hey, I'll come help you with acting. And I have all of this stuff. I'm busy. I'm watching my kids. I'm packing them for college. My garage is a disaster. I'm doing all this stuff, but I came over Heather, but in the future, please, instead of talking to everyone in our friend group, just talk to me, just talk to me. 
And then they're like, what was your high, Taylor? And Taylor is like, my high was my lesbian five-year relationship that I talked about on this trip. She didn't say that, but that was my high because that was truly enlightening information that I can't believe we just got in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, she said the high of her trip was the whitewater rafting. And she says it was a little scary, but fun. And the scary ball man seeing his balls. She says that was the high of their trip. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So fun, fun stuff. But I will say Heather in that moment shouldn't have said really anything to Taylor except for thank you for saying that was your low. I'm sorry. So we thought about that because at this point, Heather, you've already got Shannon activated. You need to think about numbers because Tamara is paying attention to everything at this table. So, you know, Shannon is clocking that, uh, sorry, Tamara is clocking that Shannon's upset with you and Shannon is clocking that you have issues with Taylor. So you need to start making peace with all of these people because what I predict is we will now have a Heather takedown season. Like it's just blood is in the water and Heather is on the wrong side. The receiving end of this. Uh, Jen says for her a high, so many things I'm getting to meet new women and forging new friendships. The lows were super low. I hate that. I'm such a trigger for you, Gina. And she's like, I get that. I do. I feel it's complicated for me because I feel bad that you feel bad, you know? And uh, then Tamara's like, do you, Gina, do you miss your life with Matt? It's like, no, it has nothing to do with Matt, which worried me because I'm like, it doesn't even have anything to do with Matt. She's like, when you think you have this one life and the whole rug gets pulled out from underneath you, she's crying. I didn't have time to process it, you know? And I put a smile on my face and I didn't talk about it. Okay. And it was really hard. And Gina's like, I want you to work through this, Gina. And she's like, me too. I'm not sitting, you know, she's like, you have somebody with you right now. You have Travis, you have Travis. And I worry, you know, and Heather's like, yeah, I worry how much longer you can put up with that. That's what I said to you last night, Heather says. And Gina's like, 
put what do you put up with? What are you talking about, Heather? Yeah, that's what you said last night, of course. But don't say how long he's going to put up with that, Heather. Put up with what? These are my feelings. And so she's like, I mean, I'm surprised and hurt that Heather, of all people, really hasn't seemed too concerned about me since last night. We're now in cuckoo territory, you guys. It might not be making a lot of sense to you, but it's not making sense to me either. Because now Gina's like, oh, I'm a real person with real feelings. Yeah. It's like making, she's making a total spectacle of my problems and my issues. And I'm really questioning, I'm really questioning whether Heather truly is my friend or not. So once again, Heather has done something wrong out of nowhere. But Shannon Bedore at this same dinner legitimately said the same thing that Heather was of like worrying that she's saying this stuff to Travis too much. So now Heather has upset Shannon, Heather has upset Taylor, and Heather has upset Gina. And once again, I want to say I am not a legitimate Heather Dubrow fan, but all of these ladies are upset at her for things that I feel are relatively minuscule. Blood is in the water. So anyways, the lady's like, well, we got to pack early morning. Let's go. We see the ladies do a packing montage. Taylor Armstrong's just jamming shit in a suitcase. She's very rough with it. Uh, they're still wearing their cowboy hats. They all decided to do a montage packing up at night. Shannon Bedore is smelling her pajamas, which I wonder what Shannon Bedore pajamas smell like. Is it just like... What does it smell like? Is it like vodka and sadness? Um, anyways, we're now back in the OC and we we see Emily Simpson. Oh, I miss Emily. She's scrubbing a pot and pan. We see Tamara in her kitchen. We see Jen. We see Shannon Bedore repotting a plant inside of her house. You know, everybody's up to the hustle and bustle of real OC life. Gina's making PB and J's for her kids. She's like, I got to get this Jeff peanut butter right. We see Heather DeBro. She is, uh, I don't even know. She's doing something a rich person would do. I don't even know. She's doing some something. We see a guy uh, riding a bicycle up a hill. And then we see a Ford truck pull into a parking lot. And uh, who is this? It's Tamara, you guys. Tamara is uh, in the woods on Shady Canyon Trail on a hike with Eddie, her very masculine uh, husband. And they're walking and he's like, what did you, what did you do when you were in Montana? And, uh, you know, it's like you were finalizing all the cuts fitness stuff here. And uh, what did you do? And he's like, well, I, you know, packed up all the equipment. It's a huge burden off me. And I don't know. They're talking about cut fitness. And Eddie, of course, is wearing a cut fitness hat, just cut signage everywhere. Um, talking about finding Eddie's new routine. Uh, and Tamara goes, listen, Eddie, we have a very successful business because I want to remind you guys, they uh, sell CBD. Um, so not ganja like Heather smokes, but CBD and Tamara says it's a very successful business. And I have no reason to not believe Tamara because she always tells the truth. So congratulations on that. So they hike to this top of this area and, uh, Tamara's like, this is what Montana looks like. And Eddie's like, I wanted to go. And then Tamara's like, you know, Shannon and I got along great. It was just like old times. It was fun. You know, it was really fun, Eddie. Um, Jen was a little bit in the hot seat and Eddie's like, why? Well, um, somebody told me when she brought Ryan to the gym, Eddie, uh, our gym for the first time that he pointed at me and said, I'm going to fuck her. And Eddie's like, really? And she's like, yeah, well, you know, I was at a get together at his house, Eddie says, and one of his own friends 
was there and said, he has a reputation of getting with married women and to keep my wife. And I thought, whoa. And Tamara's like, no, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I'm serious. And it's like, wow. And he's like, but we get along, you know? And uh, she's like, yeah, I get along with Jen. But then to know that, that he's not been faithful to her, it's like, and, and he's like, already? And Tamara's like, oh, you didn't know? Yeah, he's already cheated on her. And we flash back to that scene at the uh, boot barn where even Jen is saying that he's cheated. He's a cheater. I don't know. You guys. So Eddie's like, wow, wow. And she's still with him. And Tamara's like, she makes excuses for him. And then Tamara and I talking to goes, if I see my friend with somebody wrong, it, it just it, it just makes me lose my fucking mind. It reminds me of Brooks and Vicky. And we flash back to a Brooks-Vicky scene. We see Girth Brooks. We see Brooks Ayers. We see, Tam- we see an iconic scene with Brooke Ayers and Vicky. And Vicky freaking out as Tamara's going after Brooke. And, you know, uh, Brooks is like, I didn't give her the fucking evil eye, Tamara. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Anyway, it's just iconic. It, it, miss, it makes me miss when you show classic scenes like this. It just shows you how kind of piss poor this specific episode is. We see Tamara and Vicky like just fighting with each other face to face. It's amazing. Anyways, Eddie's like, it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, like people, serial cheaters don't change, Tamara. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I like that Eddie is kind of like a buff sensei. He's like, they always say the cheater will always be a cheater. Bow. It is kind of ridiculous. I don't know. That was like, hey, Eddie, let's do a scene on the top of a mountain where I tell you that Ryan said he was going to fuck me at Cut Fitness. And then Eddie doesn't really have a strong reaction. He's like, that's interesting. When I was over at his friend's place, he said he likes to fuck married women. Huh? Well, that's very interesting that you told me. Thank you so much. Shake hands. Anyways, now we're at a scene with Emily Simpson, who we've missed sorely over this last episode, and her daughter, Annabelle. She is an agent now, and she is on her way to being the next Gigi Hadid, sans weed. So we're at a dancewear brand. There's like an athleisure thing that we're going to see. We're going to dress her up, take some pictures. This Annabelle's in pink sunglasses. You can already tell she's got star power. She's got style. She's got grace. I can already tell she would tell me to fuck off even at that age. She's just got a lot of attitude. And uh, Emily's like, you know, this all happened very quickly. You know, we're, it's really moving fast with Annabelle. Hopefully by the end, of the, wouldn't it be crazy by the end of the season, she's walking runway. Um, so these agents are like, okay, we got a lot of ground to cover today. Let's just do this. Okay. Let's have fun. And she's like, I'm excited for Annabelle for her first modeling job, but I'm afraid that I'm going to get to the point when Annabelle tells me to have my people call her people. So that's what my concern is. Emily says, and by the way, I totally think that's a valid concern. I think Annabelle will drop Emily like a hot potato when she can get a better manager. Truly. Anyway. So now we get a montage. We're doing modeling poses and you know, and we see the go like, do, do it a little bit like this hip hop. Yeah. I don't know. It's cute. I don't know a lot about kid modeling, but it seems like she's in it. I don't know. Cool. Anyways, uh, she also says she's worried that uh, she doesn't think Annabelle will ever be a runway model because Shane is only 5'7". And then we cut to a funny scene between Gina when she was holding hands with like a tiny doll. And she said it was Emily and Shane, which made me laugh. It's a visual stunt, but I loved it. I don't know. Yeah, Annabelle seems like a cute kid. I hope she's as successful as she wants to be. 
but I want more Emily scenes. I think I want Emily scenes. I think Emily is cool when she's with those other ladies. So I feel like she was sorely missed on that last, this episode in Montana. And now we end this with like Annabelle giving peace signs. And Emily's like, you did a good job. And she's like, I know mom, I know. And she's like, Annabelle, do you want to do it again? And Annabelle's like, yeah, I do. I love you. I love you too, mom. And I don't know. It's cute. It's a cute scene. You can tell it's a real family. Uh, I would love Shane to be on one of these modeling shoots just to hear his bad dad jokes and to see him be overly protective. Um, we now are at Ryan's house. We see their dog swimming in the pool. Who is this dog? I love this dog. The dog's name is Maverick. Of course it is. I bet all of his animal names are named after like Top Gun, like jet fighter pilots. Anyways, Jen is like, oh, my God, it feels so good to be in this damn kitchen after Montana. I like we're all acting like Montana was the boonies. It was like the nicest place ever. So Jen is saying, gosh, I mean, I don't even know where to begin about this trip, Ryan. There were definitely like highs, like the campfire. How rad is that? He's like, yeah, like you can't even imagine, Ryan, in this valley surrounded by the mountains. Like it was just so beautiful. Cue the deer, you know, the, the, the trees. It was just beautiful. And then there was just a lot of talk about your past, Ryan. And we see a shot of the dog moping. But I'm glad you're sitting, Ryan. I'm glad because Tamara literally said to me, she was told that you walked into the gym, cut fitness. And he's like, uh-huh. And said, I'm going to fuck her. And he's like, wait, what? I'm like, is she serious? She's joking? Yeah. She said, it's dead serious, Ryan. That comes from Heather. And honestly, that whole friendship with them, it's been so twisted. And she's like, oh, you know, it's fraught with bananas. And now we get into this little subplot where, where this, this girl, Heather, it's not Heather DeBro they're talking about. They're talking about this girl, Heather Amon, who's a friend of Tamara's. And we see a photo of Heather Amron with Ryan's arm around her. And I guess Ryan was also a sister to Ryan. But they're saying that he potentially hooked up with her. I don't know. And she's like, babe, come on. And Jenna's like, no, she's dead serious. She, she said this. And Ryan's like, this comes from your friend that I hooked up with this other girl. And you told her, though, that's not an accurate statement, right? Please tell me you said that, Jen. And Jen's like, well, yeah, like I knew exactly where it came from. They're talking about the dick pic, which is still a weird. Remember the dick pic where he like took a dick pic and supposedly sent it to Jen, who was right next to him on the plane? I don't know. And anyway, she says, I became very close with Heather when I started dating Ryan. And we flashed to Tamara. And Tamara in a talking head says, well, we really became the Trace Amigas. Which, by the way, how dare you, Tamara? You do not have the ability to name new Trace Amigas. The Trace Amigas are, obviously, you, Vicky, and uh, Shannon. You can't just name new Trace Amigas. You can't say Jen and this other two-bit floozy Heather were Trace Amigas. But then Tamara says, we were almost the Trace Amigas until things fell apart. We cut to Jen's talking heads, and Jen saying she knew all the ins and outs of Ryan. And we were starting to feel like she wanted to protect me. Or tell me things. So here and there, Heather is dropping these little dimes, but not the full story, and then making me swear that I'm not going to say anything to Ryan. And it made me question the man that I'm with. So we all parted ways. And she even referenced, she was like, I haven't even told Eddie. Now we're back in the scene with Ryan. And I'm thinking like, and Ryan's like, well, listen, I'll talk to Eddie. It's not true. And Jen's like, yeah, I'm thinking like a lot of thoughts right now about Tamara, but there's things I could say, but I love her and Eddie way too much. And I'm like, let's focus in on the things that you could say, 
what could you say, Jen? Do you have information? If you have information about Tamra, please call 1-800-CRIME-STOPPERS. She's like, I'm just biting my tongue right now. And Ryan's like, wow, wow. What's next? Like a bunny in the pot, which a bunny in the pot is a reference to fatal attraction, which is wild. So he's saying this girl, Heather, is a fatal attraction situation. And then Jen's like, then she brought up you sending the dick pic. And he's like, you're kidding me. No. And she's like, I'm not kidding you. You're like, he hit the entire address book, right? Yes. Like a dumbass. You told her. So now the story is changing even more where he sent the dick pic to his entire address book. And he's like, well, it's so crazy because it was to you too. And you could read it and you knew it was to you. And she's like, yeah, I know, but it was sad, but nobody else should get a dick pic from you where it says, I miss you. Yeah. Nobody else would get a dick pic from me that says, I miss you. And then Jen goes, there's a lot of sick, twisted stuff. Yeah. That's going on. That is gross. And then Ryan Ryan goes, oh yeah. Jealousy's a bitch. I mean, you and I, and our relationship, our love is amazing. Jen, people want to talk about it or make stuff up. I just don't have time to entertain it, babe. And she's like, well, the one person who doesn't get a pass with me is Tamara. I'm so let down. And he goes, it hurt, I would imagine. And I told her, I'm bummed with her. I don't want to do this anymore, Tamara. So now it's like actions. So you'll just show me you want to move forward because I'm your girl. I'm in. I'm in. But you want to keep doing this thing? I'm not your girl. I'm not your girl. And then talking to that, she goes, if Tamara has an issue with me, she needs to come to me. She owes our friendship that at the very least. And I'm not going to operate within a friendship that operates this way. I just literally will not stand for it. And no, no more dick pics, she says to Ryan. You know, you cannot send more dick pics. And she's like, for sure, for sure. And then she's like, I got to get knocked up. I don't know. They start making like pregnancy jokes. And then he's like, can we practice getting you knocked up? And then they hug. And then the dog comes over and like claws his shoulder. Like, I want in on this action. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. Listen, everybody, this Ryan guy, I don't trust him. But I don't like Tamara already either. I don't know. Now we cut over to Gina's little condo. And it's Gina and her guy, Travis, Gina's boyfriend. They're putting the kids to bed. And this is where Gina's foundation, it looks like poo brown, you guys. Like I said this at the beginning of the episode. You've got to see this scene. I don't want. I don't recommend watching this episode again. But the foundation is just wild. It, it just doesn't I, – I'm not a makeup guy. Anyways, Travis uh, ordered a bunch of ramen, and so he's sitting around the uh, kid, and she's like, that's why the tooth fairy, we can only afford $5 a tooth because we're spending 70 on broth. I used to get like two bucks from the tooth fairy. And anyways, they're sitting around, going to have a little meal, these lovebirds. And Gina is, I, I'm like, okay, are we about to have another conversation about Matt potentially? Anyways, Gina's like, I'm not recovered from Montana. That's the problem, babe. I thought it was going to be like, you know, a, like a nice getaway, relaxing. And he's like, how are, how are the people? Oh, uh, actually, you know what? The weird part is like, I was so bummed when Emily couldn't be there. Right. But I was like, it'll be cool because I still have Heather DeBrow. And he's like, yeah. And then like out of everybody, Travis, I'm actually pretty upset with Heather right now. Yeah. I feel like my friendships, she says in a talking head, are usually very easy. Right. He goes, I'm tired. And then they're, they're going to like sit there and sip their broth. She's like, you know, I have very few extremely close friendships. And when I let people pass that certain boundary and Heather's one of those people, 
and it really eats me up to have issues with Heather DeBro. And now we're back in the scene. She's explaining to Travis about Heather. It's just very weird lately. She's like, she laid it on me that um, that that it was she was upset. Like, you know, it was a one way friendship. And we flash back to that scene a month earlier where Heather's like, I just don't know. You don't call me enough. Da 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 da. Is this a one sided friendship? And Gina's like, No. And she's telling Travis, like, so that happened, right? So I said, I'm sorry. And I told her I wanted to work on it, right? And I did. And then we're in Montana, right? And, like, Tamara started to talk about Jen's affair. And I got upset. And I went to call you. He's like, yeah. And Heather came. And she took my phone away from me because she said that I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be sharing these things with you. And I'm like, it's not fair to you. And I was like, well, okay, I think I saw her point. But I went back to the bunkhouse and I didn't want to call you because like Heather made me feel like I shouldn't call you. But then like Heather didn't text me or call me or check in with me. She didn't even care because Tamara was there. And then we flash back to Tamara trying to party with Shannon and Sh Shannon and Tamara you know, I, I'm like, no, you guys were all stoned. Like what? I don't understand. Gina needed to be her handheld. We see, I, I guys, I don't know. And Gina, we see her just like watching them hang out. She's like, it went from feeling like a concern in the car for me to feeling calculated. And Travis is like, well, she clearly did not see or feel or understand your feelings in the situation, which isn't right. And uh, of course, I was exhausted, Travis. I was emotionally drained. And then the next thing, she started talking about you and like, how much can Travis take or something like that? And I got fucking pissed. This is a never before scene. scene. And she's like, I went from feeling, you know, so, so to, this was calculated. And it's so surprising to me. And she starts crying. It's like, she's usually like the first one to check in. Uh, and he's like, yeah, she's always been very thoughtful. <laughs> I like Travis is like, she's always given us a lot of bottles of champagne. Yeah. Which by the way, I do want to say Travis is, you can't make fun of Travis. Travis is just a good guy. You can tell he's a good man. I, I would be bummed if something came out about Travis, but he just seems like a good guy. He seems uncomplicated. And I don't mean, I mean that in the best way. He seems like he's genuinely listens to Gina. He seems like he gives her good advice. And I mean, that's another thing. It's like, he's not like, I don't know, but she's like, maybe she's going through something too. Like what a good statement to say, like, well, maybe Heather's going through something too. And she's, he's like, like, sometimes I start to get orny, ornery when my kids are away for five days. She's got two leaving at once. Like, what a good man. He's saying, you know, sometimes I get upset when I'm away from my kids too much. Like, what a good guy. And she's like, I know, I know that's affecting her with the kids leaving. I do. But I'm like, you're so off base right now. You know, like you're so off base. Like, why even bring that up? Like, enough. Like, I acknowledge that. Okay, maybe you have a valid point. I didn't even talk to you that night, Travis. The whole next day at all. Um, cause I was like afraid to talk to you. Like my feelings, you know, are going to come out and that's bad or whatever. Like I'm so essentially Heather just gave me another thing to worry about. Like, honestly, should I not talk to you about these things? And he's like, no, absolutely. You should talk to me. Like, what is he going to say? Like, she's right. Yeah, please. I have better things to do. He's like, that's one of my jobs in this relationship, babe. And he says, Gina had some very traumatic things happen to her, but I think she's done a very good job to come to terms with that. Was this Travis's first talking head, by the way? And he's like, babe, you need to do a point where you feel okay about everything because it is okay. It's hard sometimes. He goes, people don't want to keep hearing about the ex, but at the same time, I'm her person. 
Um, he says this in a talking head and you know, she, if she's not coming to me, that would be upsetting to me. And he goes, nothing's going to change how I feel about you, babe, because you had something bad happen to you. We're here to help each other through that. And I say the exact same things to her. He says, I've been through a divorce. I'm certainly, I'm aware. And I think this kind of stuff helps us bring us together. So this guy just seems solid. In fact, some people might be disappointed because he seems so solid. He's not a Brooks. He's not the new guy, Ryan. He's not an Eddie. He's a good guy. He's saying good guy things. And it doesn't see perform. It doesn't seem performative because there's no performance in here. It's really not that very entertaining to watch. It's just a good man. It just seems like a good guy. And Gina's crying. She's like, oh, and she's got this really dark foundation on, which makes it look crazy when I'm watching in high def. And she's like, it's just crazy. He's always feeling like the bottom's going to fall out. And he's like, look at me, babe. There's no rug going anywhere. There's not. I'm too fat. He jokes. He's like, you're stuck with me. And that's all right. All right. And she's like, Travis is my person. And the fact that Heather doesn't even know that. Wait, by the way, Gina, it's not Heather's responsibility to know the ins and outs of everything in your and Travis's relationship. It's like we all didn't know the ins and outs of how like bothered you are about Matt. I don't know. Anyways, but she's now going full tilt boogie on Heather DeBro. So this is where we end that episode. This episode, thank God. Man, I still managed to talk 80 minutes about this piece of turd. Uh, listen, this was all over the place. Uh, hopefully you got some enjoyment from this. Now, tonight's episode from the OC, guess what? We got more fighting. We have Tamara and Jen going at it at a dinner scene where Tamara throws a napkin at Jen. This is where Tamara kind of blows it sometimes. She immediately like tries to like like throw something or yell and then run off. So we see an iconic Tamra move. We'll see if it plays well. We also have a scene with Shannon and her daughters where her daughters are like, dad thinks we need to get a college counselor and we don't want to. And Shannon's like, I'll deal with your father, which is amazing. We, by the way, we've had pretty much zero John Jansen. I'm John Jansen. I need more John Jansen. So anyways, this was Real Housewives of Orange County. I hope you guys have the best Wednesday ever. And uh, I will talk to you on Thursday for the Real Housewives of New York recap. Bye guys. Toodles. I can't hit stop. So I Betches.